Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you haven't seen Maverick, I'm gonna share a little synopsis. Um, There's gonna be lots of spoilers today, but that's okay, because it's a type of movie that you can watch multiple times. I I watched it, um, we watched it probably like twice in like two days, um, because it's so good. You know, the first one was in the cinema, the second one was... Yeah. If you're online, then... Most of you got that one. So, in this movie, Maverick, Tom Cruise was one of the top aviators in the Navy. He was uh, assigned to train these uh, graduates, these elite They're elite pilots, you know, fresh, and um, they're trained for an impossible mission, and that's to go into the enemy's land to destroy a single target, to to go into the land of the unknown and to destroy one target when their life is at risk, when the team's lives, their squad's lives are at risk. In this mission, they flew tightly together as a squad, and they actually successfully destroyed the target. Again, spoiler. And then they were ready to cruise home. They said, job done. Good. We've done all the hard work. And they were ready to cruise home. So keep that in mind. Sometimes we, we cruise home. We think, man, I'm glad that was over. I'm glad I overcame that. I'm glad that God came through that. And then we cruise home. And then something else happens. The real battle happens. So the unexpected happened, they were left on their own on a single, older enemy aircraft that they've taken. That's not even their own aircraft, you'll see in the clip. This is an aircraft because the aircraft was destroyed on the ground, and then they went back to the enemy's base, and then they were like, let's steal the enemy's weapon. How many of you know that what the enemy meant for evil, God turns around for the good of his people. Ah, should I just preach now? They're in a single older enemy aircraft they've taken with ammunition close to empty, faced with a hostile aircraft. So these are the last two fight scenes that we've merged together. Uh, the first one is about two of them, and then the last one, that's, that's it. That's, that's the last straw, that's the end of the road. They've got to a point where like, we're gonna die. We need, we need to just eject. We need to accept the fact that this, this is over. It's not worth fighting for. So let's watch this clip. A few of the quotes there, so they said, we're out of ammo. And I was thinking, what, what did this look like in our lives? Can I make this a bit more trendy like that? There you go. What does this look like? Out of ammo. You've done all that you could. You pray without ceasing. You've sowed. You've served. And there's nothing else for you to give. They said, this is not good when you're surrounded perhaps by your enemy. And the enemy could be actually a spiritual battle. Or it could be memories, it could be thoughts, it could be an experience, it could be past experience that's chasing you and causing guilt and unforgiveness and shame. There's another part there where he said, we can't take much more of this. You take another hit and another hit and another hit. Perhaps you, you get a bad news about a family member. Maybe it's a sickness or disease or something or cancer. 
And then in that same week, maybe you get a letter through the post saying you're behind with your payments. Maybe in that same week, your child is, is in that rebellion stage. He just won't listen to you. And then you take another hit. But I want to encourage you that the good father won't ever allow anything that you can't overcome. There's another one there that said, we can't outrun this guy. There is no other way. We've got to eject. Everybody say eject. eject. One more time, eject. eject. We can't outrun this guy. We've got to eject. That's the only way. We need altitude. How many of you just given up and said, We've got to, I've got to eject from this. I've got to escape. There's, there's no other way. I can't go to, to my leaders. I can't go to church. I can't go to my close family members who are standing with me. There's just no other way. I accept it. And you choose to just pull yourself out, put that in a box, and then lock it. Are you running in circles? Are you, are you running in circles? Are you exhausted? And today, I want to encourage you the, the title is called Fight From Above. You've got to elevate yourself. Because if you run away from the uncomfortable, this is a quote that we heard from Rock Nations a few weeks ago. If you run away from the uncomfortable, you run away from your purpose. I'll say that again. This is by, um, he's not giving credit to Diogo. Diogo is a pastor at Hillsong, Portugal. He spoke there and he said, if you run away from the uncomfortable, you run away from your purpose. What does that mean for you? What is the uncomfortable for you that you, that you choose to run away from, that you choose to give up on? God, if you're taking notes, write this one down. God wants you to face the battle you've been trying to escape from head on. Just like that last and final battle, they got the, the sensor, the alarm that the enemy's nearby. I said, where is this guy? It's not behind him. It's not on their side. They thought they passed the other hostile aircraft and it's right there, head on. What is that thing that you are facing head on that you choose to maybe escape from, eject, fly around in circles, duck and dive and dodge? God wants you to be free from that. He wants to help you with that. He has given, past tense, he has given you the victory already. But how do we do this? Can you just pass my water, please? Thank you. You don't drink water, like this is, I'm just thirsty. <laughs> Thank you. How do we do this? So, I've written down here, you have to elevate yourself. Everybody say, elevate yourself. yourself. One more time as I drink my water. You've got to elevate yourself. Elevate means, I looked this up in a dictionary because it's just a good thing to do. It says to give someone or something a more important position. It means to raise or lift to a higher position. So let's say the, the water is here. If I want to elevate the water, I have to put it up here. If I want to elevate it some more, where can I put it? On top here. If I want to elevate it some more, where, can I, where else can I put it? Up there. It means to elevate, to elevate yourself. 
It's important for us in life to elevate ourselves, to step up a little bit on that higher ground, to know that we can fight from above and we should fight from above. Step back a little bit and see the bigger picture, see what God is doing in this situation. Take yourself out, not, com- not out as in like completely out, T- take, your, take your physical self and your thoughts out of it and see it from a spiritual perspective and see like, God, what do you want me to learn from this? What are you teaching me, God? If I'm, I'm, I'm still learning in this. I preach to myself as well. And every time I'm faced with a small or big challenge, sometimes how many of the small one becomes big if it's not dealt with? But then there's some of the challenges I face and I think, God, I'm excited for this. I'm excited that there, there is this new bills coming and I'm, I'm quite excited. Don't boo me. I'm quite excited that the prices are increasing because I know that you're my provider because I know that I will never lack. And I know that even though everything else is increasing, I know my, my, my wealth is increasing because I trust in you and you alone. That I, I will never be depressed about that, be upset or sad. My faith is in not, it's not an economy or the stocks. My faith is in God. My identity is in Christ. It's not what do, according to what the world says. It's not according to you know, different people. And your attitude determines your altitude. Your attitude determines your altitude. So let that one sink in. In Psalm 46, 10, as I was reading that, I'm, if I think I'm living up to the highest standards that I possibly can, if I know that you know, I'm, I'm walking with God and I know God has the best for me right now, and this is it, I'm living the dream. You know, I work here in the, in the church as a, as a youth pastor and when we, when we get sort of waves of new young people, Sometimes it's easy to sort of plateau and just maintain that. I think, yeah. But once I find myself living up to the highest standards that I believe God has planned for my life, He always challenges me to go higher. God is not, He is a consistent and constant God, but His plans are upwards. His plans are onwards. He, he never wants us to camp, to camp on that, just one level, and that high level according to your perspective. He always wants you to push harder, push higher, go up a little bit. So we have to take that higher ground. We have to elevate ourselves. What is the higher ground? And I put in just five things here as I was preparing this preach. The higher ground is an elevated position is a strong place above ground level higher ground is a place where can you put this up on the screen thank you so people can take a photo of it or take notes the higher ground is a place where breakthroughs and favor is normal feel free to take a photo of that and then do do encourage to study in your own time look at these passages look at the stories look at look at god's faithfulness in his people the higher ground is where enemies are destroyed, just like what we've seen in the clip, by the very weapons that they prepared for you. 
And the higher ground means to triumph your enemies as footstool for your feet. You don't even have to do anything because God's already fought the battles. That is the higher ground. That is, that is how to live in a higher ground. And then the next one, let's look at the Bible. So there's a story in the Bible in Exodus where the Israelites defeat the Amalekites. And if you've been to Sunday school, you know, you know the story when Moses went up the hill and Joshua fought the battles. But if you don't, I'll give you a little um, context. So Exodus 17, 8 to 13, I'll read this. While the people were, of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua. So Moses like the leader and then Joshua's like the head of the army. He said, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow, I will stand at the top of the hill, holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses said and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of the nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage they kept winning. But Moses' arms soon became tied. He, he can't hold him up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. And then they stood on each side of Moses holding up his hand. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua won the battle and had a victory. And then just in this passage, just picture that Moses chose to go up to the top of the hill. He chose to go up to the higher ground because that's where he could see everything. And that's where his army, his troops could also see him. If Moses continued to be in the crowd, to be in the midst of people holding up the staff, he probably won't be as visible. The higher ground is where the spiritual battle is won. So Moses, yeah, let's give God a glory for, for his word. So Moses prayed. Joshua fought in the physical. Aaron and her supported. But God gave the victory. The higher ground is where the spiritual battle is won. But sometimes you might think, Tim, is it uncomfortable? Is it safe to go higher? Is it safe? Maybe I want to. I've just, I was just set up the ladder just here. Who was here when I preached last? I, st I stood in the chairs. People ask me, are you going to stand in the chairs today? No, no, I'll stand in the ladder. And they laughed. <laughs> are you joking? No, 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 I'm serious. <laughs> I'll stand in the ladder. So, is it safe to go higher? And I was researching this a little bit. I, I like like mountain, wall climbing, wall climbing. I've never done mountain climbing. Um, I don't know if I would enjoy it because my stamina is not, it's not great. I like, I like my fatty porks and I do eat the fat and the bacon and I do snack five times a day as we should. I eat my vegetables though, five a year, five a year, so. But I was thinking like, what, what does climbing look like? What are the challenges that people have when they climb up? 
So there are three that, that stood out to me. One was wind speed. Wind speed increases with altitude. And then the higher altitude, and it's the second one, the higher altitude, you, you're more prone to just the birds, animals, rocks, but you also run out of energy quicker. The higher altitude, is, there's an increased likelihood to make bad decisions. And then the high winds combined with rain, it affects visibility and, and you lose visibility sometimes. But I was thinking, okay, what, what does that look like for us to take the higher ground? Maybe, maybe you've been saved, you know, you choose to take that first step, leap of faith, step of faith, and you're like, yep, I don't know what this is going to look like, God, but I'm, I'm going to step on this. I choose to take the higher ground. I choose to elevate myself. And then you find a good routine, and then you climb up again. And you think, yeah, I'm going to join a small group. So you know what? I'm going I'm to serve. This is good up here. It's a bit, I mean, if I fall with no support, I will hurt a few bones probably. Maybe you choose to step up a little bit more. Maybe you choose to sign up to academy or maybe you choose, <laughs> maybe you choose to tell some people at work about your faith. It's uncomfortable. I don't know, I don't know what they're going to think. I don't want to be that weirdo that they, they think most Christians are. But I'm going to do it. But I don't know. I don't know if I can. I think I'm comfortable here, God. I'm comfortable. My family is safe. My family is well. Everything is good. And then sometimes we, we plateau. We become comfortable. Maybe you miss church just a few times. It's fine. It's not, not going to harm anybody. <laughs> just comfortable here. It's comfortable down here. That dream that you have, maybe to start your own business or to add businesses, that you think, nah, that's, I'm, I'm aging and I'm comfortable, you know, I don't know. Or maybe I'm, I'm too young. <laughs> I can't go to university. I can't be debt free. Stay here. Let me just camp here. But God wants you to take that higher ground. What is that higher ground for you? I want to make this personal. Is it seeing your family members come to Christ? But in order for you to do that, you need to step up your faith a little bit. Does that mean perhaps that you learn, you start speaking in tongues and stop just trying to come up with your own words and just do it? It says in the clip, don't think, just do, just do it. Maybe that means there's one way to elevate yourself. Maybe it means joining a small group. I mean, uh, I don't know, maybe we have some introverts, different personalities. Maybe some people are just like, no, that's, it freaks me out. It's okay. You can take that step. What's that next one? Maybe, maybe it's time to go back to physical Bible rather than your phone. So you need to go, go back to basics. You need to go back to your basics in order to, to jump up. A little bit. Because your phone, you see so much as you get distracted. Who else, what we look at? You know what you look at on your phone. What is that? Maybe it means actually believing that you're healed instead of 
Keep asking God for it. Keep asking for confirmation. I was with a, a friend yesterday and he said, I can't remember the, the whole story, but I said, oh, that's a really good word. I'm going to share that with the church tomorrow. You know, he said, oh, let me, let's, let's ask God. You know, let me ask God for confirmation. And I said, what? Why do we keep asking God or asking people for something that's already been given to us? Yes. I said, change your ask to claim. Yes. Claim it. Don't just ask for it. It's like, God, do you, want, do you want me to thrive? Do you want me to prosper? Yes, God wants you to live in riches and wealth and health and goodness. Claim it. Everybody say, claim it. Claim it. Stop asking for it and stop claiming for it. What does that higher ground look like for you? Maybe he is believing the impossible. Maybe he's believing for, for freedom. Freedom from addiction. Freedom from unforgiveness. That you're like, nope, for 20 years, this, this is me, Tim. Well, I want to tell you, you, you're not you. The moment that you accept Jesus, you're a new creation. Why are we laughing? What's funny? Oh, what is that for you? Have faith in the firm foundation of Jesus Christ. It's, it's stable. It may not look stable, but I'm supported. I can close my eyes and know that I'm safe. He's my refuge and my strength, my comforter, my shield. I can praise up here and it's all good. I don't put my trust in man. I put my trust in God. God uses man to catch me. Are you ready? But I put my whole trust in Him. But elevating myself means I can see everyone here. I can see a bigger picture. I can see actually what my finances look like and what, my, what God says about that. Because I'm not stuck. I'm not stuck. In, in, in the battle, just thinking, I have to fight this, okay, I have to fight this. I'm not exhausted. I'm praising here. Yes. I'm praising because I already, know, I already know that I have the breakthrough. Because I chose to go up to the top of the hill. And even if I jump, <laughs> if I take another leap of faith, maybe I thought that this was my higher ground. Maybe I thought actually I'm going the right way, but somewhere in Psalms I read that, you know, God teaches you and sends you in the right direction. So maybe what I actually thought was good up here and this is where my dreams and goals are, sometimes I do need to take that leap, out, leap of faith. I do need to step out of the boat. And then, I, it's probably safe here, maybe one. About here? Yeah, I think I'm insured. And even if, even if it looks high, I know that I lean not in my own understanding and trust in the Lord. Come on. Real MVP. You cannot plan that. 
None of that was planned, by the way. I just told him this morning, I just need a ladder. Well done, Ade. Real MVP today. Brilliant. Kids, do not try this at home. Should have gone a little disclaimer. But the three points that I have is, one, plan your climb. Okay, I won't go in depth in this. Just plan your climb, plan your walk, plan your battle. Next one, you have to lean into the wind. You have to counter that force. And then the last one, who's your wingman? Who are the people standing with you, seeing your blind spots? Who are you talking to? Who's praying with you? But more importantly, who's the captain of your life? Who's your pilot? Because if that's not Jesus, everything else will crumble. Like when you take that jump, that thing will fall. It will cause more damage. Literally, it will injure people here. But you need to make him your captain. Because I jumped not knowing that Adi was going to be there. He was going to catch that. I didn't even know that was going to go. But trust your captain. Trust your pilot. Is that all right? Yes. I hope you're encouraged by that. I'm going to end the service here. And as we do every week, we're going to offer an invitation to you. Maybe you are here and you don't know who Jesus is. Maybe he's not the captain of your life. So I'm just going to ask everyone, just every head's bowed, every eye's closed, just to honor and those that haven't yet come to Christ. If you're here and you've never said yes, to Jesus Christ, our Savior, if you've been doing everything according to your own strength and not according to His will, His plans, purpose, if you don't know who He is and you, there's something in you, there's that small, still voice that goes, yep, lift up your hands. I'm just going to ask you to lift up your hands. No one else looking, just me and the stewards. Just lift up your hands right now if that's you. If you want to make Him your Lord and Savior today, if you want to know Him, if you've never accepted Him in your life, Just lift up your hands high so I can see it. Let's all say this prayer. Father God, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you gave your only son, Jesus, to die for me. I give you my life. I make you the captain of my life. Lead me, guide me, teach me. Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thanks so much.